Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. You have to make it up in your mind that I'm going to seek the Lord, that I'm going to pray, I'm going to seek His face, I'm going to humble myself before Him, I'm going to turn from these things, and I'm going to believe God that He will keep me turned from these things. I'm going after the Lord. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich Word of God. Let's go to Matthew, same book of Matthew, and let me explain a few things here. Let's look, let's start here at uh, verse number, verse number 16. Again, today we'll be speaking from the subject of 10 keys to effective fasting. How many, how many of you want to fast effectively? Amen. Amen. Now notice in Matthew, the sixth chapter, the Lord says that we will do three things. He says in verse number two, when you do it your alms or when you give, when you give that you're going to. And then he says in verse number six, when you pray. And he says in verse number 16, when you fast. So as a church, as the body of Christ, we know that we that we should give. Praise the Lord. I know I can't get a lot of talk, but praise the Lord. When you give, when you pray, you know you ought to pray. Got a couple more amens there. And the Lord also says when you fast. He's expecting us to give, to pray, and to fast. That's what, that's what he expects. That's written in red in my Bible. I'm sure it is in yours as well. He tells us, when you fast, don't be as the, as the hypocrites of a sad countenance. They disfigure their faces. They appear to people to fast. They're, they want people to see them as a little superstar. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Now, they want people to see them to be great. Oh, you're fasting. And the Lord said, if that is your intention while you're fasting, because you want to be seen of men, you got your reward. God said, don't expect to get anything from me. But the Lord said, as you fast, do it unto the Lord in secret. Secret means in the, the hidden, hidden place or the dark places. And the Lord that sees in secret or the Lord that sees the hidden things will reward you openly. The Lord said that he simply, here in this text, that he will work in the secret places. He will work in the hidden things. He will work in areas where you cannot see. God will be at work in the darkness. Hear me. And there are things that God will do for you that you will have no clue how it's going to work out. You will have no clue how it's going to come together. You have no clue because it is hidden. It is secret. And it is, it is God that is working in the secret. So as we fast unto the Lord, we're not fasting for people to approve of us or for people to think that we're something great. We're fasting for results. Amen. Amen. We're fasting that the Father would reward us openly. We're fasting 
uh, most importantly, and you'll see this, we're fasting uh, for the glory of God to return to the church or to be on us for his presence to manifest in our lives. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, let's look also at Matthew 9. Flip over to Matthew 9. You'll also see this on the screen behind me. Matthew 9, verse number 14. Come on, follow with me now. Do your best to follow with me. Matthew 9, verse 14. And it says, Then came to him the disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast oft or often, but thy disciples fast not? Now look what the Lord Jesus, look how the Lord answers this. Because up until this point, the disciples had not been fasting. And Jesus said unto them, can the children of the bridegroom mourn? Notice why that's in yellow there uh, on our slide. Can the children of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and then they shall what? And then they shall fast. You see that? Then shall they what? Fast. That is correct. So notice what the Lord Jesus is doing here. He's equating mourning with fasting. He says, shall the children of the bridegroom or, or shall the wedding guest fast? Shall the wedding guest fast while the bridegroom is here? Now, understand something. Back in Jewish culture, the wedding was more about the groom than it was about the bride. In today's modern day culture... It's more about the bride. We say it's the bride's day. I have nothing with that. Praise the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm telling you, back in Bible times, it was about the groom, all about him. And uh, it was a big celebration about him. All right? So the Lord says here, shall the wedding guests mourn while the groom, while the bride's groom is still here with them? No. Shall they be sad while the bridegroom is there with them? No. Understand something. When the bridegroom, when the groom gets married, he and his wife move away somewhere. And there were some wedding guests there that I'm sure were close personal friends with the groom. And they knew that their friend was going to move off to somewhere yonder, to some yonder place. And they were going to lose their friend. So the Lord said, shall their friends, shall the groom's friends mourn or shall they cry uh, when he is with them? No. But the Lord said, but they will mourn, they will cry or they will, in this text, they will fast when he is gone. Now look at the definition of the word mourn here. To mourn means to lament. Lament means to cry. It means, it means to weep, uh, to sorrow. Uh, it's uh, to more means uh, to feel or express sorrow or grief. Lament, lament or mourning uh, really talks about um, you get some funeral connotations in that. Uh, when people are at a funeral, they begin to mourn. They begin to lament. Some people put on a show and they fall in the casket. They do. Some that just want to put on, they fall in the casket. Are you with me? Uh, but then there are some that are genuinely there. Their heart is broken. Their heart is broken because they miss. They're going to miss their loved one. Their heart is broken and they yearn to see their loved one. They, they yearn for their embrace. 
So notice what the Lord says about what the Lord says about fasting. He said, oh, will they fast or he's talking really about the disciples. Will the disciples fast as I'm while I'm with them? No, they're not going to cry. They're not going to weep because I'm here. But when I go, when I'm when my physical presence has left them, then they shall mourn or then they shall fast. In other words, the disciples would then be in a place where they were yearn for the Lord's presence. They were yearn for his embrace. They were yearn for his touch. They will yearn for his word. And that's exactly what the church, the position that the church is in right now. We are yearning for the Lord's embrace. We are yearning for his touch. We are yearning for his presence. And that is what fasting is about. Are you with me? Now, we may do it to receive other, some other things, and we may seek God for breakthroughs in different areas of our lives. But the chief purpose of fasting is to yearn, to mourn for his presence, for the Lord's presence to be upon you, to be in you, to work through you, to effect a change in the world all around you. Because when the Lord comes, when the Lord returns, now, now listen, I'm not just talking about rapture. Praise God. We thank God for the rapture and the return of the Lord. Praise God. But I'm talking about how God will walk with you and talk with you right there Monday morning on your job. I'm talking about how the Lord will intervene in your house, how he will help you in the everyday affairs of your life. When Jesus comes on the scene, your life will change. Your life will change. Individuals that have given their lives to the Lord uh, can testify that when I allow Jesus to come in, my life changed for the better. But people that just came to put on a show before others cannot say that. They didn't let Jesus in. I'm telling you, when Jesus Christ appears in your life, uh, he will destroy. Or when the presence of the Lord appears in your life, he will destroy the works of the devil. The Bible declares that uh, for this purpose will the Son of God manifest it that he might destroy the works of the devil or undo the works of the devil. When Jesus comes in, he will undo whatever the devil has done. When God steps on the scene, your life will change. Say with me, when God steps on the scene, when his presence is manifested in my life, change will come. It is impossible for light and darkness to be in the same place. So if there are some areas of your life where darkness is abounding, when light steps in, darkness goes by simple definition. Are you with me? So here again, these, uh, this morning is usually accomplished by a feeling or accompanied rather by a feeling of longing for the presence of a departed one. And the Lord has departed physically, and we're longing for his embrace. There are some that tell today, that testify today, that they've seen the Lord. And I believe him. Praise the Lord. They've seen the Lord. And I've had an experience many years ago while I was in prayer and intercession, when the Lord began to reveal himself to me. Now, this was some time ago, some years ago. I was a very young Christian at the time, but I was hungry for the Lord. And I was in prayer and in intercession. And as I, I felt God's presence just so swell and fill the room, I knew something was happening. I had my eyes closed. And I was in my apartment by myself as a single man. And I began, as I opened my eyes, I began to see the Lord's feet. 
I began to see uh, feet. I began to see sandals and, and his feet. And he began to reveal himself from his feet coming up. And I was terrified. I said, oh, Lord, not now. Please, Jesus, please, please, please. I mean, the presence of God was so strong in the room. And I was incredibly afraid. I was terrified. And now, uh, as I look back on that account and that occasion in my life, I say, Lord, why did I say that? Lord, please do it again, and I'll keep my mouth shut the next time. And I wonder, why was I so afraid at your appearance? But as I look in Scripture, every time the Lord revealed himself in Scripture, he had to say, peace be unto you, peace be still. People were terrified at the appearance of the Lord and his awesome power. He had to say, peace. How we just fall out. Praise the Lord. But as the Lord began to reveal himself, I felt that terror, that holy terror. Oh, God, you're here. And so when the, here again, as the Lord returned, as his presence returns, as he manifests his glory in his presence in our lives, in our homes, in our church, the community will change. Are you with me? It's impossible to still do drugs or still deal drugs when the glory of God is upon us. It's impossible to be the same when God's presence manifests. And that is the whole purpose of our fasting experience with the Lord uh, to see his glory revealed in our lives, in our home, in our church and in our community. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, when God shows up, things begin to change. Now, I want you to see something here as well in Psalm 81. Psalm 81. I'm going to read this to you out of the NIV. You should also see this. Verse 13 and 14. Listen to what the Lord says. Because, listen, as we continue to fast and really embrace the Lord, our ears, uh, well, rather his ears will really be attuned to our cry, to our prayer. Uh, his ears will be open to our cry and our prayer and we'll actually begin to hear what he says and follow his instructions. Verse 13 says, if my people would only listen to me, hear what the Lord says. If my people would only listen to me, if Israel would only follow my ways, how quickly I would subdue their enemies and turn my head, rather turn my hand against their foes. God said, if you would just listen to me. Now, when we fast, we fasting is also an afflicting of the soul. You are telling yourself no, and you're telling God yes. You are choosing to hear his voice and follow his instructions. And God said, if you just hear me. How often has God said this, that, or the other, but we have turned a deaf ear and we have not heard what he said. God said, if you would just hear me, if my people would only listen to me, if Israel, God's people would only follow my ways, how quickly, the Lord said, how quickly I would subdue their enemies. Here again, that as we fast and our ears become open to the Lord, you're going to see the Lord move quickly to subdue your enemies and his hand will be against the ones that are coming after you. His hand will be against your foes. I'm telling you, you need to receive this prophetically in the name of the Lord. Now see the same language in the book of Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter, verse 14. We have some more lettering here that is in yellow. Hear this. The Lord says again, if my people, if my people. So 
Listen, as we are expectant of a miracle from the Lord, there are some things that we are going to have to do. Even when you receive a prophetic utterance, uh, either if the Lord sends it through me uh, here at the altar or sends it through someone else. If you receive a prophetic utterance, a word from God, um, there are some times that you're going to have to go back and take that word into the Lord's presence and pray over it. You say, uh, Lord, the man of God said that you said that I would have a, a promotion, that you said that I would, I'll be married in 30 days. I don't see how it's going to happen, but Lord, I bring this to you. And remember, if the Lord said it, if the Lord said it and you prayed that thing through, you're going to see it come to pass. But if it's for, if it's from, uh, uh, just, if it's just a word from a person, if it's a word from a person, then uh, just keep on praying. Praise the Lord. If it's in God's will, praise the Lord, he'll make that thing come to pass. Are you with me? But if it's the Lord's will, then it's his bill and he'll take care of it. All right. The Lord says again, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. That's something that you're going to have to do. And one thing that fasting does, it humbles us. Fasting will humble you. Say fasting will humble me. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, pray and seek, pray and seek, pray and seek, pray and seek. Now we're going to, there, 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 there's another type of prayer that we're going to talk about. If not today, then possibly on Wednesday night, the Lord talks about prayer and supplication. We're going to talk about the difference between those. And here the Lord talks about prayer and seeking. If you would pray and seek. Now one of the key things about prayer, prayer is communion with God. When you commune with God. And in prayer, there are times of worship. There are times when you uh, tell him how wonderful he is. There are times when you just uh, lay your problems out before him. Tell him all about it. In prayer, there are times when you uh, are still and you just listen. Prayer is communion. It's communing with the Lord. You're sitting with him. You're kneeling before him. You're hearing what he says. And he's telling you some things as well. So prayer is all encompassing. So when you talk about prayer, that's one thing. And then he said and seek my face. Seeking is what you do in prayer and outside of prayer. You're going throughout your day seeking for the Lord. You're continuing to speak with him. You're seeking his face. You're seeking his presence. You're asking for deliverance in a particular area. You're expectant of his glory to be revealed in your life. Praise the Lord. You're seeking him for the things that you need in your life. The Lord said, if you would humble yourselves, if you would pray and, and seek his face. And then he said, if you turn from your wicked ways, turn from it. Now, we can turn from it, but it takes God to keep us from it. I thank God that you heard that. We can turn from it, but it takes God to keep us from it. We can turn, that is, we can repent of the sins, but it takes God for us to keep us turned around. Because if he doesn't do it, if God does not equip us, then we'll turn, but we'll just turn right back to the thing that we used to do. So the Lord said for us to do the first part, you turn, you turn, you make it up in your mind to turn from it. And then God will help you to, we can say God will keep you from it as you turn. He will empower you.
The Lord said, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. God said, then I'll do it. Then I'll do it. You're looking for deliverance, looking for a change. It starts with you, not with God. It starts with you. You have to make a decision. You have to set yourself. You have to make it up in your mind that I'm going to seek the Lord, that I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek his face. I'm going to humble myself before him. I'm going to turn from these things and I'm going to believe God that he will keep me turned from these things. I'm going after the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is your time. This is the season of fasting when we will see breakthrough. Hallelujah. We will see breakthrough. I thank God that you're hearing today. Now, let's go into our keys. There are 10 different keys uh, that will make your fasting before the Lord more effective. Here again, there are some things that the Lord said uh, that would not move except we fast and pray. We looked for quite a while there in Mark 9, and it shocks me that we're not in Mark 9 this morning. But in Mark the ninth chapter, the Lord clearly says that there are some demons, that there are some problems, some situations that will not move out of your life through prayer alone. You say, I've been praying over this area for years. I've been praying over my marriage. I've been praying over my business. I've been praying over my finances. I've been praying over my relationships. I've been praying, 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 praying. And sometimes I got results, but now it seems like I prayed so much and nothing is happening. As the Lord said, there is another kind of spirit that has been released in the earth and that spirit will not move except we pray and fast. So what's the Lord doing today? He is equipping you with the other half. You have prayed and the Lord is hearing the prayers. Praise God. But he is waiting upon you to do the other. You're going to have to fast to seek his presence. Fast, prayer and fasting, praying and fasting will cause the, de- cause the deliverance to come in your life. Prayer and fasting will cause the deliverance to come in your life. Prayer and fasting will cause the breakthrough. Not just prayer alone. You're going to have to pray and fast. Now to that end, the Lord has given us 10 keys that will help to make our fasting time more effective. Praise the Lord. Key number one, begin with the proper motive. Don't fast to be seen of men. Look what the uh, message Bible says here. Uh, it says um, out of Matthew, the sixth chapter, uh, if you fast to be seen of men, it might turn you into a small time celebrity, but it won't make you a saint. If you tell people, go to work on Monday and tell them I'm fasting, whoo. And you just make yourself look all poorly and they may say, oh man, you must be holy. You're a small time celebrity at work and in the church, but it will do nothing for your breakthrough. You have to make sure your motives are pure in your fasting. Key number one. Key number two. Seek for the manifest presence of the Lord to be revealed in your life. Again, if you fast for no other reason fast that God's presence be revealed in your life. Light and darkness cannot abide in the same place. If we have a spiritual roach problem, when you turn the light on, what do roaches do? 
They run. I know some of y'all don't know anything about that, but I'm just telling you. Are you with me? They will run. When that light comes on, they will run. And those roaches represent spirits. Talking about spiritually. Once the light comes on, those things will flee. The devil cannot work in darkness. Rather, he cannot work in light, only in darkness. Are you with me? Oh, thank God that you're making this easy today. So key number two. We're going to seek the Lord for his presence, for his manifest presence. Now, I say manifest presence because the Lord is all. He's everywhere. The Lord is everywhere. The Lord, presence of the Lord is everywhere. But when you say manifest presence, manifest means to be seen or to be revealed. So when the Lord is seen or when the Lord is revealed, either he's revealed in physical form. Praise the Lord. I'll take it. Lord, just say, please, please say peace be still. Thank God. Or whether he's revealed in our finances or if he shows up in someone else and does something great in your life. We, we're praying for his manifest presence, for God to show up. Praise the Lord. Key number three, prepare yourself for the fast. Now, this is important. You must prepare yourself for the fast. How am I going to prepare? By confessing your sins and being honest with the Lord. You have to prepare yourself. The Bible talks about being sanctified. He says there in the book of Joshua, the third chapter, uh, verse number five, uh, Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you. We have to sanctify ourselves, pull ourselves away. Praise the Lord. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But key number three, we're going to have to prepare ourselves for the fast, confess our sins and be honest with God. Bring it all out on the table because, listen, the Lord already knows all about your mess anyway. He knows all about it. And as we confess it out before him, we give him access to the problem, more access. It's kind of like if you go to the doctor and the doctor says, well, what's wrong with you? Well, nothing. I'm all right. I don't know why I came in here. Nothing. I'm all right. What you mean? Nothing. You all right. There's some reason that you came in here. You're going to have to tell the Lord all about it. Tell the doctor all about the thing, all about the situation and be completely honest with him so he can properly diagnose you. Are you with me? Now, there are some things that you don't know that are going on about you. But as you continue to seek his face and during your fast, he will let you know. He will reveal it to you. Praise the Lord. Uh, first John one, you can make a note of this first John, the first chapter verses eight, uh, eight through 10 says this. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Verse nine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And his word is not in us. So we're going to confess our faults and errors before the Lord. You can say something like, Lord, I messed up, but I need your help. Help me. This is, this is critical for you to do at the beginning of your fast and during your fast. Putting it all out there before the Lord. Put all your laundry uh, on, the, on the wire. Let it all hang out before the Lord. Are you with me? That is, if you want your laundry washed, if you want God to deal with it, put it out there. But I thank God that you do. Amen. Let's look at key number four. 
Also extremely critical that you understand key number four. Key number four. We must do what? Prepare to war. Every time someone has fasted, especially in scripture, I'll show you a couple of them here. When the people of God fast, you'll find the devil coming around somewhere trying to do something. The enemy may come to distract you using words of doubt in your own heart or he'll speak to you through someone else. He may distract you with food, uh, with meat. Hey, we just got finished barbecue and we got a whole slab of ribs. You want some of these? That's a distraction. Are you with me? You know, no, I'm not doing that. You don't have to tell the person, no, I'm fasting for the Lord. Woo, yes, I'm fasting. See how holy I'm getting? No, you don't have to say that. Just say, well, no, thank you. Not right now. But there, every time you put something down and you have a mind to do it, you've set your mind to do it, you'll find someone else trying to give it to you. You may have spent weeks or months or years trying to acquire it and paying great price for it. But the moment you put it down, you're going to find somebody trying to give it to you for free. We've had some testimonies about that this morning. The moment um, persons in, in the church here decided they're going to stop drinking, then people came and gave them something to drink. We've had testimonies before that as soon as the person stopped doing drugs and people came around and tried to give them drugs. It, it, it's, it's there. That's the warfare. And you have to be prepared for the war. So you have to put on the whole armor of God every day and prepare to battle. Because as you, uh, as you are attempting to move forward, the enemy is going to make it his business to push you back. But your only other alternative is to stay where you are and die. And I'm not going to sit here and die anymore. I've got to move forward no matter what the cost. So set yourself to move forward. Now, let's go to uh, Daniel. Daniel the 10th chapter in your Bible. I did not put this on the screen because I want us to turn to it. Daniel. Let's go to Daniel, the 10th chapter. I want to show you this, and we're going to be really looking at a lot in the book of Daniel. But right now, let's look at Daniel, the 10th chapter, and let's look at verse number 13. Now, Daniel had already set his face to seek the Lord, and we'll see this later. He set his face to seek the Lord in prayer, in fasting, and supplication. Like many of you are today. He had set his face. He'd said, I need an answer. I need an answer. Something is troubling me. And I need an answer from the Lord. What did he do? He began to set his face. And there was a delay in his response. Thus the 21 day prayer of Daniel. 21 days of fasting. But it wouldn't have been 21 days had something happened here. Let's look at Daniel 10 verse 13. Do you have it? I want you to see this. Well, let's look at um, verse 10. Daniel 10, 10. And it says, And behold, an hand touched me, which sat me upon my knees. See, Daniel's in prayer and he's fasting. But an angel come in and touched him, came in and touched him and sat upon his knees and upon the palms of my hands. Verse 11. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the word that I speak unto you and stand upright for unto thee am I now sent 
And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Now listen to verse 12, 12 and 13. It says, then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day, say first day. For from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chest, um, chasten thyself before the Lord, but rather before thy God. That's fasting. To chasten himself before the Lord, that's fasting. The angel said, Daniel, from the first day you started to fast, I was sent. God sent me from the very first day. Now listen to verse 13 as we go into warfare. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief priests, came to help me, and I remained there with the prince, rather with the kings of Persia. The Lord said uh, through the angel here, or the angel said, Daniel, the moment you be, the moment you decided to set yourself, you made up in your mind that you're going to fast, pray, and seek the Lord. God dispatched me. Shoo! An angel came. An angel was coming from the third heaven, from the throne of God, down through the second heaven, which is outer space, down to the first heaven, uh, which is the clouds and the, the sky, and that's the abode of principalities. And as that angel was coming, uh, one of the principalities, known as the Prince of Persia, withstood him. He stopped him. He was fighting against him, and that angel could not get through to get him his word. But the angel was released with his. Anger from the first day from the first day the very first day that Daniel set his face the answer was released remember the Lord said in the book of Psalms that he would if we would only listen to him do what he says he said I will quickly deal with your enemies your foes and on this day the very first day uh, Daniel prayed the angel the angel was released as he fasted and prayed the answer was released now in Matthew 4, uh, Matthew 4, verse 2, and, and Luke 4, verse 2, you'll see how the Lord Jesus was in uh, the wilderness as he was praying, as the Holy Spirit led him to the wilderness um, uh, to be tempted. The Bible says to be tempted of the enemy. As he was fasting, here comes the devil. And even after his fast was over, there's the devil when, when the Lord was hungry, when he was and hungered, the Bible says in, in the book of Matthew, the fourth chapter, the devil shows up. So the enemy was there during the fast and after the fast trying to stop Jesus from accomplishing his assignment in the wilderness. As you know that when the Lord Jesus came out of the wilderness, the Bible declares that he came out in the power of the spirit. So there was a reason that he was fasting, and in this context, he was fasting that he might receive the power of the Spirit in demonstration. Praise the Lord. So there is something that God wants to accomplish in you and through you during this fast. It is up to you. God has already approved it. He already said yes. He already called it and commissioned it to be given unto you. Already done. But you have to cast a deciding vote. The Lord said, yes, I want them to have it. The devil said, no, I don't want them to have it. You're in the middle. 
The majority rules. You have to cast a deciding vote. You're going to either cast it for God and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to set my face unto the Lord in fasting and prayer and supplication, seeking the Lord for deliverance, seeking the Lord for my breakthrough because I'm tired of this and I want to change and I know that God has a change that I need. Or are you going to say, well, that's his church and they can do it, but I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing. And remember, if you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep having what you've been having. Different things only come when you do something different. Only come when you do when you do something different. I'm telling you that as we open our hearts to seek the Lord, change will come. Now, I believe we may stop here at key number five today. Let's go to key five. Key five is listen. This is very important as well. Set what? Set goals. In other words, why are you fasting? We've already talked about one key thing today, seeking the manifest presence of the Lord. But why are you fasting? We're seeking the presence of the Lord, yes. And and I told you before that the Lord said, I believe the Lord said, for you to uh, pick out five things, five areas of your life that you want to see change. Five things, list five things where you needed to see breakthrough. You need to list those things. Why are you fighting? When you get there on the battlefield and the enemy is throwing stuff at you and and all this stuff, you have to remember why you got out there in the first place, why you started, why you're fighting, why your sword is drawn. You must have goals. You must have a reason. And the Bible declares also in the book of Proverbs, without a vision or a goal, the people what? The people perish. You will perish on the battlefield and you will not see your breakthrough if you don't have goals in view. If you don't have a vision in view, why are you fasting? Yes, we're fasting for the manifest presence of God. And that should be the very first thing on your list. But you also need to be fasting for uh, your your relationships. You may be fasting also for your finances, breakthroughs in your marriage and, and on the job. You may be fasting for healing, fasting for your business, uh, for the for the Lord's will being done in your life. There are many things, but you have to let the Lord guide you into uh, why you're fasting. Let him put it on your heart. Those things will last through the fast. So here again, we fast uh, for, we can be fasting for spiritual growth, for healing, for victory over an evil in our lives. We can be fasting for financial breakthrough or just breakthrough or, and for, of course, the manifestation of, the manifestation of the presence of the Lord in our homes, in our church, in our community. I'm telling you, as the church of Jesus Christ wakes up, as we wake up and the power of God is revealed in us, then the world can see a difference. There are too many fakes and too many phonies, but the Lord will make a distinction who belongs to him through his presence. There'll be many that will carry their Bible. There'll be many that will go to a church, but what will make the difference is the presence of the Lord. When God's presence can be seen on you in a tangible way, praise God, because the days are coming and are here that the Lord is going to use the entire body uh, for miracles, signs, and wonders. More than just a preacher on Sunday morning. And I pray that we don't have that mentality. Because there are many of you that God will give a word for someone else outside of church. This is when the power of God sometimes is most valuable. 
when the Lord will speak to you and speak through you to someone else. When you lay hands on the sick of those in your home and those at work and those in the community and you see them recover, when you give them a word in season, when the glory of God comes upon you and they sense the anointing of God and they ask you, well, how can I be saved? How can I be delivered? And they begin to seek prayer from you. I pray you understand that these days of just bringing someone to the church so my preacher can pray for you, understand that that those days are just about gone because God wants to use you to do it. And if you don't know how to pray the prayer of salvation with somebody, look in your Bible. There are plenty of different books and materials that will give you a simple salvation prayer. It's time for you to learn it and it's time for you to know it so that you can lead someone to the Lord. It is time for you to be equipped. It is time for you to be made ready for this great end time harvest of souls. And God's going to use the entire church, not just those with a collar, not just the preacher, not just the evangelist, the the, the teacher, the apostle, the prophet. He's going to use his entire body because understand it is also the body of the pretenders that are making the world trip. They're stumbling over their faulty examples. But it's time for us to rise up and to declare what thus saith the Lord. We have so much more for you, but I believe we're going to stop here for today. If you receive the word of God today, then give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. 